Welcome to the Gospel Minute, part of the teaching ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. In this podcast, we explore various topics pertaining to the kingdom of God with the ministers of Praise Temple. Today, we will be hearing from Brother Kevin Cummins. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gospel Minute. This is a podcast ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. I'm Brother Kevin Cummins, and I will be bringing to you today part three of our series, Is Jesus God or Is Jesus the Son of God? I'm really excited to bring this to you today. In the first section, like I said, this is the third section, uh, part three of a four-part series. The first part of the series, we're really focused on Jesus as God, the Creator, Jehovah God, Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega, Jesus as the one that Isaiah sees. You know, John twelve, uh, John chapter twelve, I believe it's verse forty-two. There at the end of, there at the end of uh, John chapter twelve, he quotes Isaiah six, and they and he is telling. Uh, the Bible is telling us here that Jesus was the one that Isaiah saw, where he said, There are angels and elders singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. All of heaven is full of your glory. And there were, his train filled the temple. And there was these angels that with two wings they covered their face, with two wings they did fly. And, uh, and the Bible tells us in John chapter 12 that the one that they saw was Jesus. So Jesus is God. He's been reigning and ruling over all. Not only is he the creator of all things, all things are made by him, but he is he has been ruling his creation for all of eternity. Um, And now here he is manifest in the flesh. And that's what we cut. So the first one was about Jesus as God, Jesus as the divine Lord and creator of all things. And the second episode was about um, Jesus as he is God manifests in the flesh. You know, that Jesus did a lot of powerful things, but he was not doing that as a man um, simply, you know, you know, when you look at like Greek mythology, you see like Hercules and all this, some, how he is like, Hercules was like half God and half man. That's not Jesus. Jesus was not half God or half man. Jesus was fully God and fully man. And in the incarnation, the Lord Jesus Christ, in his human nature, was fully human and truly human, 100%. And in his spirit, just like you and I have a spirit, his spirit was the spirit of Almighty God. His spirit was the spirit of God. See, he was truly God. And it was God in flesh. That's what we studied last time. Uh, John fourteen ten. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Colossians 2, 9. For in him that's in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 1.19, it pleased the Father that in Him, in Him, should all the fullness dwell. 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And 2 Corinthians 5.19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world 
unto himself. So last time we had this idea showing that not only was he God the creator, but in as he walked this earth, he was a true man in his human nature, but in his divine nature, he was truly God. And today we're going to focus on his human nature. So the question being, is Jesus God or is the, the son of God? The answer comes to light and into focus. The answer is both. He is God and he is the son of God. He is, you know, just like you said, he's the alpha and the omega at the same time. He's the first and the last at the same time. He's the root and the branch at the same time. He's the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley at the same time. And he was the father and the son and the Holy Ghost at the same time. And he was and in the in in the incarnation, he was the father and the son at the same time. And so it is Jesus God or is he the son of God? The answer is yes to both. He is both. And I remember I was talking to a young minister about this concept. Uh, we have a we have some very talented people in our church. We have one man in our church I don't want to name but because uh, I love it. I want to, you know, keep it a mystery for some of you out there if you're listening to this podcast. But we have a man in our church who's very talented. He is an electrician, but he also does plumbing. And so normally a plumber cannot do what an electrician what an electrician could do. And normally an electrician cannot do what a plumber would do. But luckily, this guy that we have at our church, he can do both. And so normally, God cannot die, and man cannot be perfect. But Jesus Christ was both. You know, um, so it was in, uh, and in this podcast today, we're going to talk about his human nature. He was God in his spirit nature, in his divine nature, but he was human, truly man in his human nature. I want to take you here to... Let me see. I want to take you to Hebrews 4.15. And I want to talk about why. Why did he need to take on this uh, human identity? Because in the incarnation, he truly took on a human identity. Philippians 2 tells us he took on a human mind. Um, And uh, Hebrews 4.15 talks about his human identity. Uh, This is what it says. For we have not a high priest, that's Jesus, which cannot be touched, which means he can with the feeling of our infirmities, he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. As he is our perfect example, as he is becoming one God became one with us so that we can become one with Him. And He suffered every temptation that you and I will ever suffer. And the only way that He could do that would be would be to allow Himself to be suffered by taking on the limitations of human flesh. Jesus' human identity, as He identified with humanity, means that He fully shared a human experience. He was born, lived, faced the same struggles, temptations, emotions, that we all encounter and that we all have and his human identity. And as he identified with him with humanity, it's crucial because that means that he knows and can feel 
our weaknesses and struggles? How can God feel our fear? How can God feel our um, our temptations? How could God feel all of these things? Well, He did it by becoming a man, by taking on a human nature, by by wrapping Himself in flesh, by adding unto Himself a true human nature and identity. And this is the uh, the power and the mystery of the incarnation. They saw a child. They saw a baby. They eventually saw a young man. And then they saw a man. They saw a carpenter. But they did not know that inside of that man was Jehovah God, the Father. So, But he took on a human identity in order that he might, number one, identify he knows. He knows what. If you want, if you're listening to me here today, I want to encourage you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what it is to struggle. He knows, and he is there for you. And and you can go to him. He understands. And the second point I want to bring to you is why was it so important to be truly human, to be truly man? In his in his human nature, he was 100% man. And why is that so important? And that was for there to be a mediator. A go-between between God and man. First Timothy chapter two verse five says, "For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus." I said this earlier. God became like us so that we can become like Him. If you imagine, if you can imagine, uh, you know, a, a child who is stuck in the mud and cannot get out. And you have a father or a mother that love them. What are they going to do? They're going to get in the mud themselves to get him out. You know, I have a three-year-old. Or well, I say three. He's almost three. He's a very wild child. His name's Eli. You probably know him if, if you listen to this podcast. And I love my son with all of my heart. And I can just kind of imagine, you know, us going out to maybe Nortonville, uh, where we have a cabin out there, a family cabin. And I can imagine him going out into you know, into the woods and very, you know, very wet place and just getting stuck in the mud. I can almost see it in my mind. And I just know I would hear him cry, Daddy, you know, Daddy. And I would just run and throw myself in that mud um, that I could get a hold of him and bring him back in. And that way we could both wash off and be safe and come home. Well, man, we, you know, as far as it wasn't mud that we fell in, it was sin. And normally, me as his father, normally I don't I don't make a habit out of throwing myself in mud, but I would in order to save and get a hold of my son. And so God, as he jumped into mankind, he dove all the way in. You know, you could just see that. He completely committed. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. You know, it, it's it as it as it is as if God just completely dove in, and that's what it's it's a go between. There's a go between. We have where we want to be. We want to be inside. You know, we want to be on the couch. We want to be, you know, hanging out, watching TV, eating dinner, having a good time. No one wants to be out there in the mud. No one wants to be out there. But God did. He became a man in order that he might have that go between. And uh, so Jesus Christ, in his human nature, he is a go between in between God and men. He became like us so we can, so we can become like him. 
Uh, my third point is this is about, really, I guess, about atonement and redemption. I want to take you to Hebrews 9.12. And it says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Now, here's this whole concept. I'm going to try to break this concept down. The whole concept being that every year, on Yom Kippur, in the Old Testament, the man of the household would bring sacrifices for himself and for his own, his whole family. And what they would do is, is they would slaughter a sacrificial lamb, and that they would have, they would bring, they would bring two, they would bring two, and one was called a scapegoat, and one was a sacrificial lamb. They would. They would shed the blood of one, sacrifice it unto God. Their sins would be pushed back for a year's time, and they would let that scapegoat go free. And this was a type and shadow of what Jesus Christ did with us, because when we fell into sin, we could not pay our own sin debt, because our sin debt is death. We could either we could either live and have it postponed for a year, or we could die. And there were many, you know, if you were to look in the Old Testament, it'd be very quick to find, very easy to find people who died because of their sin. Sin is a very serious thing. Uh, Even in James chapter 4, he says, He that is a friend of the world is at enmity with God and is in thereof his death. You don't want to play around with sin. And I know this podcast is about the nature of Jesus Christ, but he died to pay for the sins in full of all those that would ever be born again. And he he bought he on the cross, he paid for your sin. He paid for your falling. And this is what he did. Just like every year, it would pass, it would postpone it for a year the blood of goats and of calves it would postpone it and push it back but Jesus Christ being truly man and being perfect he never sinned he never messed up he never made a mistake he never had a bad day as far as in his, he never he never slipped up he was a perfect sacrifice and it was by his blood that was shed on Calvary that he entered once not every year, but once into the holy place, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. And that perfect blood, you know, I said earlier that um, normally, you know, God can't die and man can't be perfect, but Jesus Christ was both. And that is true here. This man, Christ Jesus, because he, in his divine nature, was God, he, in his human nature, was able to be perfect, and it was by that perfect life, that perfect life, and that perfect death, his perfect blood, was able to attain eternal redemption for us. And he had to do that by becoming a man. I'm running out of time here, so I guess this, I do have a lot more. So I guess this is probably be my last point, even though I could go on for hours. Um, perfect. So uh, let me take you to 1 Peter 2.21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should fall, follow in his steps. Jesus' human identity and nature was so important because it 
provides us with a perfect example of how to actually live a life of faith, obedience, and love. When we look at Jesus Christ, we look at His teachings, His actions, and His reactions His reactions to various life situations. They give us an example of how to live. I know how to live because I've seen Him. I've read about Him. I know how to love because I have that example. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, and He is an example for me. And I love this movement. I don't know when it started, maybe in the 90s or something like that, but they had that WWJD, what would Jesus do? And man, we've still got to have that, that um, how would Jesus love this person? How would Jesus react? When we see Jesus, we see Jesus as a true man. I know he was divine in his human in his divine nature in his spirit nature he was divine but in his human nature he was truly man he was 100% human in his human nature and he gave us a perfect example and a model to follow and to emulate and so I want to drop this hey if you've made it to the end of the podcast I wanted to thank you and say thank you for listening. I know this has been a long one. I'm, I'm wrapping up, but I want to throw a little bonus, po- a little bonus point in here. I've been trying to keep things extremely simple. That way, you can really understand and grasp these concepts. But if you've made it this far, let me throw a theological bone out to you. This whole concept about Jesus' nature being God and man, it is actually theologically speaking a question of ontology. And we, we refer to this in our system. There are 10 areas of systematic doctrine. And in Christ, you have two areas of doctrine that coincide, Christology and anthropology. And you have, in his nature, you have a theoanthropic hypostasis. Theo meaning God, anthropic meaning man, and hypostasis meaning person. So in Christ, you have a theoanthropic hypothesis. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I cannot wait to bring you number four. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gospel Minute. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a minute to leave us a review and subscribe to be notified when we post a new episode. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Praise Temple Apostolic Church. If you would like to join us in service, we are located at 725 West Knoll Avenue, Madisonville, Kentucky. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless.